This week, we're talking about the 2021 film, Pig. for a truffle pig. Someone stole her. I don't understand. Tell me you are. You made the right choice being out there in the woods. There's nothing here for you anymore. There's really nothing here for most of us. Buy yourself a new pig. What are you thinking? called pig you know i don't know probably though right let me check there's probably like a whole subgenre of pig movies like 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 charlotte's web and i will um, the spin-off series animal origin stories animal farm which is i think my background it's not from the movie just want to clarify that but it's an appropriate (laughs) that's definitely that's definitely from babe or babe okay i don't that's another pig movie so many pig movies I will say the horror podcast I listen to, horror movie podcast, you should go check them out. Um, one, the previous host, he loves pig-headed horror, and he made a whole episode about pig-headed horror. Um, pig-headed horror? I think they made an episode. I can't remember if they did or not, but he he loves pig-headed horror. You know, like Saw, the guy wears a pig mask. All this. There's a whole sub... Well, I wouldn't consider it a subgenre, but he, he made it basically a subgenre. A very niche subgenre. A film called Motel Hell. They wear a pig head, pig mask, and you could do like Lord of the Flies with a pig head. You could. There's a lot of things you could do. And uh, I like Jesse. Your background's pretty good with the Naked Brothers band. <laughs> just my favorite band. I will say, just to I guess kick off a little bit, but uh, the whole time I know you had said Alex Wolf is in it, but it, I didn't really remember. And then I'm watching the movie, and I'm like. Who is that? And I think I then I remembered it was one of the Wolf Brothers, but I thought I was thinking a Nat Wolf, and I kept being like, "This doesn't look like him. He just doesn't look like that." You know, like, 
are you, how is this him? And I was so confused for like half the movie, just thinking like, how is that Nat Wolf? But Alex Wolf, but. Well, now it's Alex Wolf. He's been yeah, in a lot of things recently. Hereditary, Jumanji, all these. Different... He's in. He's the new old movie. He was in uh, My Friend Dahmer. All oh, right. He's. I wasn't I, Nat this... in a lot of stuff first though. I think so. Like when he was older, I feel like he was the one you would see in movies. As... Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's yeah he's older, so he well yeah Nat's older, so he was in more things. Or when he was, I think he was in more things when he was younger. But I think now Alex is more. I think they're. I think they're also. I think Nat and Alex do a band together still. I think they like uh, play music together still. I think it's called Nat and Alex or something. Nat like and that. Alex, the Wolf Brothers. Yeah. Uh, I will say, too, of the cast, don't know if it's the Khmer or what's going on, was getting Take the Ten vibes. Would love a Josh Peck plays Nicolas Cage's character and Tony Revolori plays Alex Wolf's character. And maybe not a pig, maybe not- like a chicken. That, yeah, that's fine. It, no one will even notice like that cast. But come on, Josh Peck, Tony Revolori. So I'm saying let's green light it. I'm not opposed. Pig 2, Pig Origins. Pig 2, the remake, less <laughs> than a year later. On that casting note, I think I love Alex Wolf. I think he's so good. Um, I'm calling it right now. I think in the next couple of years, he's going to win an Oscar. Um, for what? I don't know. But Predict I think the he, movie. For <laughs> It's going to be an A24 movie. Okay. All right. I'm just calling it. Um, I'm, so let's kind of venture back a little bit. So Joe picked this one. Um, none of us have seen this. This came out. It's a very new movie. It's still in theaters, actually. I wish I did see it in theaters, but I was not able to. Um, Joe, how did you, what was your, what were your thoughts since you were the one who chose it? I mean, I partially heard about this just because I heard it was being filmed in Oregon and we all lived there. So that somehow came across my feeds and, and it kind of struck me when I saw the trailer, which quick aside, like I, I dislike when trailers give too much away. I don't think they did that here, but they did give you enough of the plot where it, it kind of made me think that this was like John wick, but with a pig instead of a dog, um, which it was not, uh, but I'm not disappointed about it. I think, I think, um, like I had heard about it and then, you know, I was, I was interested enough. Cause I feel like, I, f- I feel like Nick Cage is a very polarizing actor because he takes a lot of risks and they don't always pay off, <laughs> but I do respect the risk taking. Cause like, like he did that one, um, horror movie that was pretty cool. What was that called Joe? Like Mandy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think. Um, Where he's in the woods and he's like hunting down the demon cult. Yep, that one. Like that's a pretty that risky role to take. And then he's done like other things. I mean, like National Treasure is completely different than that. Uh, yeah. I'm just going to cut you off real quick. I'm just going to cut you off real quick. How you're positioned, it looks like Nick Cage is staring at you. And you're like, he's like, make sure you give me a good review. <laughs> like, what did yeah. you say? <laughs> Even if I'm sitting here, he... Uh... <laughs> okay sorry continue but i I actually really liked nick cage in this movie like i i normally use him as the butt of a lot of jokes because i feel like some of those risks that i was talking about didn't pay off i did not think he was good in like ghost rider i I even think national treasure while i like the movie i think it's pretty cringy a lot of the times um i i liked him in this i i thought 
And also the movie wasn't about what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be John Wick, but with a pig instead of a dog. It, it was really a story about like love, loss, and then like coping. Um, and so I liked it a lot more than, like I didn't really know what to expect. I was mostly just interested in it because it seemed so different. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. Like I, it was one of those ones that you can probably go as deep as you want to. It wasn't, I don't know if I'd call it like a happy movie, but it, it was, it was a good movie. If you ask me, um, I don't know how you guys felt, but that that's kind of what I walked away. I walked away, like feeling like I wanted to watch it again because there's probably more I, I could pick up on. Yeah. When did, I was going to ask when Nick Cage became the, the like Nickelback of actors. I don't know, yeah. man. Like I when mean, did that happen? I want to say like, vampire. He's kiss. good but it's like cool to hate him and say yeah. he's bad. You know, like people love him. Back. Like he, he's it's literally like the, like he's got a cult following. Like he is like a cult movie following, like, but he, it's a person. Like I love Nick Cage. Like, I think he's great. Like, and I like when he's good in his movies. And I also like when he's ridiculous in his movies and he's just like a likable person. I feel like, like even like kick-ass, he doesn't have a big role, but it's like, he's just funny in that movie. <laughs> I kind of like respect the like diversity of roles he takes. Yeah, like, totally. hundred yeah. percent. And it's funny. Cause I think I read this and I knew this before. Cause I watched a few interviews with Alex Wolf, but I guess Nick Cage is his favorite actor. So he was like, all he wanted to do was act with him in a movie. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Real quick. Cause you brought up pig. Have you worked with Nick Cage yet? Or is it still yes. coming? You've done it. Yeah. We just worked together. Um, uh, Alex was a really good guy to work with. I just found him. Uh, he's the best. He I, and, and, and he's my favorite actor, and he's one of my um, inspirations as an artist, as a person, and he's become one of my best friends in the world. He just, like, FaceTimed me two nights ago. We had such a great time. He, it, we had such a good time in this movie, I can't even tell you. What was it like the first time you met him, walking in and meet a guy like that? His his reputation precedes him. You're you're a huge fan of his. That first moment when you're meeting Nick Cage. Well, the cool thing is we were both getting awards at Toronto. <laughs> and it was like the ideal way to meet him. It was right before the movie. And I saw him and I saw him and he was in a cowboy hat. And I started tearing up and I started shaking. And I went up to him and I just said, okay, you have to know this before we start working together. You're my favorite actor. And I said, and I've seen every single one of your movies. I've seen, I was like, and I was like, Vampire's Kiss did all this stuff. Then I was like, Deadfall. He's like, you've seen Deadfall? I was like, yeah. He was like, wow, okay. I was like, yeah, I love, I was like, I just love you. And then he he liked that. And then in my speech for the awards that are the, the movie got, uh, I said that one of the main inspirations for me was leaving Las Vegas and raising Arizona adaptation, even start acting, so. Uh, and Family Man was huge inspiration for me as a kid. So, I uh, went into this thinking, well, he I heard it mentioned a few times, like people had recommended it, and a lot for a lot of people, it was like the first movie they went and saw, you know, uh, since the pandemic, and they were like, I mean, everyone was like, it's pretty good. I mean, it's a tr uh, truffle, a uh, truffle hunter's pig goes missing, and he goes to the city to track him down. I mean. It's got to be good, right? I mean, Nick Cage chose to do this. Like, it's got to be good. Um, I don't know so, if Nick Cage choosing anything means anything. <laughs> yeah, and no, I think it was like Mark Maron or someone. He was like, he read the script and was like, hey, I'll spend my time doing this. So, uh, but it was, I mean, Nick Cage was really good in it. And I think it. the parts I didn't like about the movie were like, there were some parts that were so bizarre. I was just like, 
I couldn't get over the fact how bizarre it was. But because it was a Nick Cage movie, I actually was okay with those parts, you know, because See, I was like, going back to what we just talked about. That's what Nick I mean. Cage. I was like, but it's like a Nick Cage movie. So there are some bizarre parts that I almost enjoy having. Like, uh, but yeah, a lot, a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I didn't think it would be horrible, but I didn't, I just was like, oh, this will be fun. And it, it was a good movie. Nice, nice hour and a half. Uh, perfect length. Never really dragged on. Uh, I did feel like it was slow, slowly paced, like, like everything that was said felt deliberate, but not like just like rambling. You know what I mean? I think, yeah, I think like, I actually, I love the length and it was slow, but it didn't seem slow to me. Like, I think it was, it was well paced in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I agree. And I think I actually, so for me, I liked this movie a lot and it was nothing what I was expecting. Like Joe, you were saying like John Wick, I was expecting like violent, like killing everybody and all this stuff um but no it's a love story it's like a it's almost like a beautiful love story in a weird way um i i think this goes with my hatred for short titles but i do not like the title of the movie <laughs> i think they mm. could have called it something else like i don't like the, like movie old i didn't like the title of old i love the movie us but i don't like the title <laughs> they did they it's easy to say it though for short title like they say pig all the time that's true. They did say the title a lot in the movie. Um, Wasn't Alex Wolf an old too? Yep, he was an old. I was gonna say, is that will that be Oscar nominated? Will he no. get? No, okay. he wasn't in it long enough. Well, I can't say that because oh, Anthony wasn't. Hopkins for was you know he was in like total of nine minutes or something for Silence of the Lambs and he won, so can't say length. But um, yeah, yeah. I, I I thought this was great though. I thought it brought me back to Portland. I was also expecting he was going to be like in the woods the whole time. I didn't expect the, so much downtown time, which was awesome. I thought that the, the city life was pretty cool. Like the restaurants and um, just being from like living in Portland, like it was kind of cool to see, see it again, you know, and especially like, cause I feel like Portland's not really shown in movies a lot. So it's kind of fun to see, to see that. And I also thought like Alex Wolf's character was so funny to me because I feel like, like a drug dealer type in Portland is, weird because it's not like a classy city it's not like a rich and you know uppity city i feel like for like a drug dealer with a camaro like so and a I truffle think, dealer i know but it's <laughs> how, how familiar with you were you guys with truffles before none this? not none whatsoever <laughs> i mean a little bit but enough where this movie didn't teach me anything but i'm familiar I, with chocolate well, truffles I, I just i just the only thing i really knew about truffles is like if you go to the grocery store you'll see that they're in like a lockbox because they're just like they're really valuable so like you know I, I but i don't i don't necessarily understand why i don't even know that i've ever had that kind of a truffle but apparently yeah. people love them i don't know i i, I love the uh i love the oregonian vibe like i i think i just mentioned that, but portland i love like the trees i love when movies do and show that like when you have you know it's the pacific northwest i think that's so cool yeah the like i did dark, love dark green yeah, like the shy. I just think of the shining. It's uh, mm -hmm. I just love that vibe. Yeah, and it's cool because I feel like they're all cool oh, underground fight club under Pioneer Square. We used to go to <laughs> that was like the only place I recognized, you know. I was like, I remember that. <laughs> was that where that was? Yeah, Pioneer Square. It was supposed to be under Pioneer Square. Oh, he said, like, you know, there was a place and then they built Pioneer Square, but the place still existed under it. I loved it. It was great. Was it in I, uh, those tunnels, though? Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't think we have. Yeah. No, th those were too small, like narrow. 
No, they literally there's no opening up parts. It and they wouldn't. Yeah, it was way too big to be the Shanghai tunnels. Unless there's a part that we didn't see. So I don't know. I don't know, man. Maybe they were just holding. Not a lot of people saw this Fight Club part, but (laughs) I will say one of my favorite lines in this movie was I I can't remember what the context was, but then uh, it's very Portland of them when he says Seattle. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) he's like you even moved up to Seattle, and Nick Cage is like Seattle. I love that yeah. so much. They do have that rivalry going on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's funny. Yeah. Did you guys I have think, any like favorite moments? I, I think my favorite moment, yes, is the answer. Uh, <laughs> my, I think my favorite moment is when they were sitting and having that really deep talk with the, um, it was Amir and, and Nick Cage's character um, talking with a restaurant owner. And basically he says something along the lines of like, we don't get a lot in life to care about. And like, I feel like that summarizes the whole movie in a way that like, I didn't get from the trailer. It's just like, you know, like Amir Carrick and, and his dad cared about, you know, mother, wife that died and he cares about his pig. He's like, you don't, you don't get a lot to care about. So like care about those things. Um, I just felt like that was probably the most meaningful moment in the entire movie. They're not real. You get that, right? None of it is real. The critics aren't real. The customers aren't real. Because this isn't real. You aren't real. (laughs) Okay. Derek, why do you care about these people? They don't care about you. None of them. They don't even know you. Because you haven't shown them every day you'll wake up and there'll be less of you you live your life for them and they don't even see you you don't even see yourself we don't get a lot of things to really care about I again the unexpected. mom would play more into it too yeah who was like on life support that he visited yeah and then they kind of used it to just reference that meal at the end but like that was it mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. also okay hold up though he i mean he get he lives in the woods he doesn't have a shower because amir asks him if he wants the shower yeah. so we're, that's where we're starting at he gets beat with a cast iron pan he's bleeding <laughs> out he has dry blood everywhere he just goes like he ne- not at one point in the movie does he wash his face or clean himself until the end that's, when he's not true. Yeah. When he sits end. in the river and goes, and that's to the extent. But he like t- he, he takes off his gloves, he washes his hands, almost like he's washing his, his hands. His fingerless through. gloves. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that was definitely intentional because yeah, he didn't want to wash his face all movie because he's trying to get past this whole thing. And then once, you know, the ending is kind of resolved, he's like, okay, I can cleanse myself clean myself well no i get that but i'm saying like he goes to portland's finest restaurant and he smells horrible and he they don't like i would get it if he was sitting there and they knew who he was already but they're he's just gonna sit there and then they're gonna discover who he is and then he's he's making that dinner at the end and all uh rich could i watched it with rich and all he could say was he was like you know he smells so bad like (laughs) how could you be sitting there 
<laughs> it's been days and he's that's true st- still just dried blood his beard is full of the blood i love oh, that's that portland yeah, grunge I, I guess i found it interesting you that like blend in he, <laughs> seriously i found it interesting that like he was a chef like you know like it's like he knew the you know that cook of that restaurant or the head chef or whatever he was but like he had this like after I, we figured that out it was kind of like it makes sense because he had I feel like chefs like do have like this charisma or they're like oh I'm good at what I do and like I don't know he had just Nick Cage had this charisma about him where he's like clearly he walked in that restaurant you know smelling like shit and looking like shit but he's like I don't care because I know what I'm good at and uh I don't know because he knew everybody everyone knew him I feel like he was yeah, like a well, guy who previously knew and then his wife died and then he, you know, isolated himself. What do you guys think about, cause like one of the things that made me realize, or at least led me to believe he had some uh, capacity in the kitchen uh, pretty early on is like, they were naming the parts after meals. And like, I think the first one, um, they like said like, you know, part one, I forget, I forget the name of it, but it was, it was a meal. And then he was cooking and like, on the one hand, he's living by himself. So like, I guess you got to eat, but like, he seemed, he seemed like he knew what he was doing. You know yeah, what I mean? For sure. And I think he like, he chose, obviously chose that life. So I assume he kind of, I mean, obviously it wasn't the best living situation, but he knew what he was getting himself into. He's not an idiot. Yeah. But I don't know. I thought it was very interesting. Um, I think my favorite scene or favorite moment, I guess, from the whole movie was when he stole the bike. <laughs> Do you remember that scene? Yeah. He like grabs it in the okay. kid and he's like, oh, <laughs> he's just like... <laughs> I thought that was my favorite part. There was so many. I mean, this movie was full of just scenes I thought would turn into more that didn't. Mm-hmm. Like this entire movie was like that to me. Mm-hmm. Like every time. Or like when he went to his old house with the kid, I thought it was going to turn into something. When he went to his old like restaurant, that's now the bakery or whatever his old place was, that's now the bakery and who that person really was. I like thought it would maybe turn into something. Like every time I was like, oh, this here's a new part of the story. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, no. I kind of no, loved it. still on the main. I kind of loved it because it's kind of like, in a way, it's almost like a Nick Cage character, like holding back from something he would normally do. Like he was like, <laughs> He just got all this rage. He's like, I'm just going to walk away. I'm just going to walk away. <laughs> like, it's like a mental character in his head where he's like, okay, I'm, I play all these crazy characters. Let me try something new where my crazy character actually doesn't act on anything crazy. Yeah. And I am still waiting for a movie to showcase like the Timberland Lodge a little more. Like, just to hint at it, give like a little shining reference. Like, not obviously the big shot, but like maybe like, I wish they were, this would have been a perfect movie for that. I feel like he could have gone like, even if it was like a little shot of him walking up, I think that would have been really fun and subtle. Like if you're in Portland, you got to shoot at the Turbulent Lodge. I, I think in the, um, in the same scene that they fuck Seattle, um, they talked about going to Hood. Yeah, you're right. But they well, didn't actually show Timberline Lodge. Because he was living in Mount Hood essentially, right? Somewhere in the forest. I don't think they ever specify, do they? No, but the Skyline Diner is in Mount Hood. There you go. That's, so I assume... that's, that's an insider detail right there. Yep. <laughs> I don't think we've been there, though. I, I mean, I've driven I past it, so. but I don't Dude, now I'm so excited to go to these locations. <laughs> yeah, you got to go to some of these. Oh, my God. Yeah, house. I'll be there. In, I'll be there in October. It's awesome. Oh, dude. I'm, I'm, am I going to be the first pig location hunter? I hope so. 
find a truffle. <laughs> no, I'm scared if I if I find a truffle, then the guy who owns it or girl who owns it is gonna come and kill me. I did. Um, Space I did. Read, I read something um, that apparently the director said, um, Michael Sarnowski, uh, but something like like because these pigs and dogs that sniff out truffles are so valuable because truffles are so expensive for whatever reason mm. um that they'll like sleep on their front porch with like a shotgun <laughs> so like i'd be pretty nervous going around looking for Jeez. <laughs> so this is pretty but legit I, looking for pigs yeah i mean i don't know how real that is but like i don't know i guess it wouldn't be if that it's a, yeah. you guys remember that pig that used to show up on division Mm-hmm. A yeah. lot early on. You think that was a truffle pig? Or you think he was a retired, he's just a city pig? So for context, there was a pig that, you know, a lot of times people would be eating outside and like sitting at tables on the sidewalk and stuff. And some people would like bring their dog to eat dinner or whatever. And somebody brought a pig quite frequently. So yeah, I mean, it would just be like lunchtime and he'd be having a coffee and there'd be this pig tied to the tree. Just like, yeah. It was very odd, but no, this is so very, interesting now. Very Portland. Yeah. Interesting. This is opening up my perspective on pigs. Maybe, yeah. maybe there's truffles under that tree. Maybe he picked the tree. Ooh, maybe. <laughs> the guy's just getting coffee and he's like, no, no, man. This is right here. <laughs> it's right here. <laughs> now, okay, explain the truffle pick to me. Like, I kind of understand what it does, but like, so what is the. Give me the background. Mushroom hunting is like, it's a, I mean, it's a thing people do it all over the place, but Oregon's a particularly good place to do because of the moisture and all that. But the people train dogs and pigs to sniff out these mushrooms because it's easier to sniff them out. I think they're actually like slightly underground. Like, I don't, there's like, I mean, you saw when he had his knife at the beginning, he like scooped it out. Yeah, oh, but right, right, like right. they're hard to find. I think that's part of what makes them so expensive is because they're very rare. Gotcha. But, like, but like, you know, if you have an animal with a very good nose who's trained to find them, that that's a very valuable skill. Um, and if you have that good relationship like Nick Cage does with his pig, you know, you, you can make that work and um, a pretty good. And they live a while, right? Pigs live a long time or no? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't think I'm something else. I know pigs, like, I don't know if this is true or not, but someone told me that, like, pigs have, like, they're, like, an animal with some of the biggest, like, emotions. Like, they can actually feel, like, emotions. So I feel like, like, they're almost not human, but, like, they have very similar emotions that we feel, apparently. Interesting. Makes it sadder when you hear them squeal. Yeah, it does. I did hate that part where I know when he was attached and all you could hear was the pig squealing. Oh, pig squealing is such a, like a it makes me like uncomfortable mm-hmm. i do not like it yeah it's it's like a kid or a baby squealing exactly you know it's... Mm-hmm. also we learned spoiler in the end the kids didn't need that pig to hunt truffles trees told them where to go this is true <laughs> we that's we why it's a love story the time. screw the truffles yeah. he just loves the pig just, he just loved the pig did he have a name did the pig have a name or was it just pig? I can't think, I don't think so. I don't think it had yeah. a name. I want to say it did, but yeah, I can't. I do have a question about the end. So yes. 
he's kind of resolved there at the end. Like he goes back, he's accepted it. Um, you can see like, like he plays the, the cassette tape that he wouldn't before major guardians of the galaxy vibes <laughs> there. Um, but like the dude's gotta be kind of old. Right. I'm like, I'm just wondering like what the rest of his life looks like. Cause like, sometimes I, like, I kind of, I kind of was left with the the thought that like he didn't have a lot to live for at that point. Right. So like, does he die? I don't yeah. know. I don't think I don't so. Think so. I think, no. Yeah. I think he truffle hunts and he's got his buddy Amir coming Thursday. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I get what you're saying though. Like I, I didn't think about that until you just brought that up and it's now it, like I think about it, I could see that, but I don't think he, like I, I got the impression when he was going, even though he said, I'll see you Thursday. I didn't yeah. think that was like, like, I thought that was just like putting a bow on their relationship and being like, you know, we'll see you Thursday. Right. But, uh, like he was going back to the woods to just like. Yeah. It's weird. Die. Yeah. Cause like the pig was basically essentially the last thing in his life that meant something. I feel like. Right. But and I was... took it as like the pig, like he couldn't listen to the tapes at the beginning, you know? Um, and so I took it as kind of like, he loved this pig cause he still never really dealt with his wife's death. And so like, he kind of was channeling it through having this other thing he loves. And then he finally, at the end, when the pig, you know, he doesn't have the pig anymore, but he mm-hmm. goes home and he plays that tape that he's finally like come to terms with her death and he can like now live by himself, but with her, like with her memory rather than needing it so he's more like at peace i like that that. better than the one i was thinking of yeah i like that well then he kills himself (laughs) (laughs) i didn't i didn't even think he would have killed himself i think he just would have like had nothing to live for like like sometimes like like if if you have a couple that's like married together for like you know like 70 years or whatever and they're super old like if one of them goes typically the other one goes very soon after and like that's kind of how i felt might that's how i thought it might play out it's just like he had he had no reason to live therefore his body would just like kind of like shut down because interesting now i'd be curious did they i don't know if they explained tonight i can't remember but how he came about the pig like so clearly his wife died and then he moved out to the woods and then what happened was there like a did he find the pig did he do it on purpose like was there an explanation for that or or not i can't remember He, he probably bought a truffle pig Okay. I'm assuming. I guess I like, need to make money. He, I think he clearly went out to do truffles and like he knew truffles. And I'm okay. also assuming like that is one thing he loves. Because he like, cooks. actually cares. So he's aware of that. Well, from, yeah, a, but from being a chef, probably, right? Right, right. This yeah. makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he probably dealt with truffles in whatever he cooked. You know, like I feel like truffles was probably a main thing, especially in Portland. That is huge mm-hmm. in the culinary world, but like very much to him. He probably was right. like an expert before he went wilderness, at least I would right. assume. And so I'm assuming he kind of like went out and was like, I'll just live out here and hunt truffles. And maybe he bought a truffle pig or maybe at some point he needed a companion. Yeah. But I'm assuming he got a truffle pig and then he learned fast that like he was like, I actually don't need this pig. But uh, I, I do like I like that. um I think I liked how this movie wasn't what we thought it was going to be because, you know, we thought it was going to be this just like batshit 
Nicolas Cage movie, but I think he actually had some depth with his character and he actually like was a serious character. And I think he played it really well, first of all, but then like, like he wants, he wants people to take himself, to take him seriously. I feel like, I mean, people do take him seriously, but I feel like this was kind of a role where it's like, Hey, I can actually still do dramatic acting. Yeah. And That's I'd kind of say I nailed it. it. Yeah, I agree. With that said, do you guys want to go into some, uh, some ratings? Yeah. Because we kind of we kind of talked about locations a little bit. I don't know if you want to do that a little more or not. Because we, well, I mean, just being that this movie's so new, like I mean, yeah, a lot of it's shot in Portland. I don't think we have any in the app yet, but like, no, no, no. But we'll we'll get there because we, we yeah. from living there, we we recognize some areas, which is really cool, like that painted building, that funky building on MLK, or was it? Mm-hmm. Grand? I can't remember. Yep. Um, and I want to go to that graveyard, and I don't know where that is. That might be. <laughs> I was thinking Mount Tabor, maybe. I don't know. It kind of looks like maybe. Mount Tabor, but. I'll do some research. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But but yeah, I don't I think uh I think we're good to go on to ratings. Cool. You want to kick us off? Sure. I kind of reiterating what I did, what I said earlier. I like this movie a lot. Uh not what I expected. Nick Cage was great, Alex Wolf was great. Length was great. Speaking of length, a little fun fact here. Apparently the original cut was over two hours, which I'd be really curious to see because what else could they show you know i guess like more of an origin but i don't know i thought the length was perfect uh but then they fired zach snyder hired michael sarnowski <laughs> and <laughs> released the snyder cut <laughs> um yeah i mean we kind of just went over everything all my feelings about it i thought the cinematography is great it looked grainy which is kind of fun the coloring was great um music was fun I'm going to go, actually, I'm going to bump it up. I was at a 7.5, but I'm going to go eight. Eight Doug Furs. Ooh, Doug Furs. Um, because I love drone shots of Doug Furs because it looks beautiful. And I love that Nick Cage, he reminded me of Michael Myers from Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 in this movie. They look very similar with the beard, the long hair, and like the big coat. I love that because in Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, Jesse, I know you haven't seen it. He's kind of like a homeless person. He looks like a homeless woodsman, which is exactly what this is. Um, so that was kind of fun. So yeah, I'm going to go eight Doug Furs. Doug Fur Lounge. I wish there was eight Doug Fur Lounges around the country, but. <laughs> All I remember is going to Doug Fur Lounge during Burger Week. They didn't have a burger. So Joe called. I'm even blanking on another place, like the only place that still had a burger. And we walked all the way there and it was like 40 minutes. And then we got there and they were like, we don't have burgers left. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. And we were like, like, just sold what? out or something. Yeah. We called, we talked to Victor. Where's Victor? <laughs> <laughs> so also, also one little fun, more fun fact I read. Um, apparently this is Nick Cage's highest rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes. It was like a 97 the other it was, day. It was it very highly rated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Cool. Who wants to go? Um, I am going to go with an eight two five uh, for a lot of for a lot of the same reasons. <laughs> like, I I loved the way it looked. I loved the story. I I just liked it. What? But not eight point three. Eight two five. Also, like, how am I going to give this the highest rating? I feel like Whoa. listening to this, it was like, oh, they'll they'll say it's really good. I was doing a thing like Joe though where I was like either an eight or an eight five and then I was like I'm in a good mood I'll go eight five 
Um, yeah, let's I, I'm go. I'm sticking with it. I said eight two five, and that's, that's what I'm sticking with. Joe can't go um, or half. So these guys hate this movie clearly, but uh, <laughs> I I enjoyed it. It was fun. It's still a Nick Cage movie to me. It did not mm-hmm. break out of that for me, but I think it's also like it works. It, like it helps that it's a Nick Cage movie to me. Again, I would like to see the Josh Peck Tony Revolori remake. <laughs> would really enjoy that. But um, Alex Wolf's character also I loved. I thought that was such a great character. I was like, um, am I growing that stash like his? Should I get thicker eyebrows? I think that's you should get the little mar- the little mole. Should I just become Alex Wolf? Yeah. I think so. Um, but it it was really fun. It was again a Nick Cage movie to me, but a really good Nick Cage movie. Yeah, like possibly the best, the best Nick Cage movie. Okay, not the best movie Nick Cage has been in, but the best Nick Cage quote unquote Nick Cage, Nick Cage movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's fun, surprising, yeah. fun, uh, good story. I liked some of the weirdness and bizarreness in it. I just had to take it with it. Uh, so eight, five. Um, Let's go. I love it. You're just going eight, five, like no second decimal place. No second decimal place. Eight, five, eight, five, oh. eight, yeah. five, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, cassette tapes. Nice. There you go. To your point, to your point, I really like, I guess to both your points, I really enjoyed, I think what I liked about the story was the fact that they, it's such a simple story, but like they added so much, like the underground fight club, like that's so random, but it works in weirdly, really well. It works so well. It shouldn't because like, what what is the point of this? That (laughs) other character, the guy who like runs that, who he goes to Mm. see, is like a, not a real person character you know like he seems like he'd be in some like mystical movie or something right like exactly even like right. even alex wolf's dad like like a drug lord or something i mean he wasn't but like he just had that vibe like it doesn't make any sense but portland it works drugs, man portland drugs. i would or if they like made fun of portland a little more and like instead of cassette tapes he had like home recordings pressed onto vinyl of his wife that he was playing or something yeah oh for sure yeah or, like as well, as they're going to the restaurant, they stop for a record store. Just throw some, just throw some random stuff. I mean, I don't know. The cassette dude is pretty retro. It's pretty hipster. Yeah, maybe we're maybe we're passing vinyl. We're going back to cassettes. People are doing CDs. that, dude. The Halloween soundtrack, the new one, they're releasing it on cassette. Yeah, that's cool. That's pretty cool, actually. I mean, not that I would ever buy a cassette player or have one, but you know, cheats their own, right? I'd love cassette. They're so so much easier. I mean, you can't have be like the audiophiles who are like, it just sounds better on vinyl, man. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's like, it just sounds better on cassettes. Definitely not but, cassettes. Vinyl, I can <laughs> see it sounding better, but not cassettes. <laughs> you know that nice. <laughs> I do want to read. There was a there was a user comment to this movie that I want to read. Ooh, um, very exciting. Uh, it's from the film tripper. I don't know her real name. But that's her Instagram slash Twitter name. So go check her out. She's new into the movie location at at the film tripper. tripper. She has a blog, but I think it's down right now. I think she's working on it. So at the film tripper says Nick Cage had like 10 lines the whole movie and he acted the shit out of it. (laughs) 
And I agree with that. I think he did act the yeah. shit out of all of his scenes and lines. So it, that was, that was one of the things that I found the most interesting is because like, as much as like the length was perfect and the pacing was not too fast, but, but not fast. Um, I feel like a lot of the communication happened through like his facial expressions acting. And like, mm-hmm. I just think he crushed that. He's such a good character actor. Like he mm-hmm. is like, you know how like Ryan Gosling can, he's got those eyes that you can like act with no words. Like Nick Cage can do that too, which I love. I think I'll make the prediction right now, that scene that Joe mentioned earlier of him talking to the chef being like, we don't get a lot of things we care about that whole spiel. I feel like that could be a like, whatever two minute clip that's like cut and is on YouTube by itself and gets like 40 million views. And, and then you start seeing everyone's like mom sharing it on Facebook of like, (laughs) you know, being like, yeah, you know, like, remember, like kids are going back to off to college. Remember kids, you get one thing you care about. I think it could be one of those clips in the future. Yeah, I could see that. Um, Do you want to get into movie news? Sure. Yeah. Candyman comes out on the 27th of August. Pretty excited about Candyman. that one. Candyman. Nia DaCosta's Candyman, produced by uh, Jordan Peele, the one and only, the legend. Speaking of Jordan Peele, yeah. I've been I've been watching Hot Ones. I've never seen it before. And I've been re-watching like all the Hot Ones. Uh-huh. So and they've been so funny. Like I was just watching the Jordan Peele, Michael, Key Michael, whatever his Key name Michael is. Key. Keegan Michael Key and Jordan Peele, they were on it. They were on it together, and it's so funny. Like it was right when Keanu was coming out, and they're just so funny. Like they're they just like vibe off each other so well. And I just really want to go back and rewatch Key and Peele because they're hysterical. I just to. Uh... Yeah, I just watched Elijah Wood, and he, okay. dude, he is. I say this over and over again. I love him. He is. He loves cinema. He loves movies. He opened a horror movie production company called Spectre Vision. And he is in Lord of the Rings. He's like my, if I was in a multiverse, that would be me. <laughs> oh. I am Elijah Wood. <laughs> I respect the hell out of that guy. Sean Evans is one of the best interviewers in the game. Okay, hot take. I really enjoy his interview style. And I think he's really good at asking questions. And But I... I don't know what it is. It might be his eyebrow that goes like this. There's something about him that I don't like. <laughs> I think it's he doesn't open his mouth break. all the way. He's the best interviewer out there, man. But um, is that maybe how he talks? I don't know. It's weird. Something bothers me about him. Although I don't get me wrong. I would love to meet him and hang out with him. Hot takes. <laughs> Shots fired. Sean Evans. That's Hollywood hot takes. Maybe Hot I'll cut that out. Just so I, yeah, I was gonna say maybe I take that out just so he doesn't hear that and then he wouldn't bring us on the show. No, man, this is all the beef is good, okay? Uh, as long as you didn't, you know, like truly insult him, you were like, no. yeah, he's like the best at everything he does. I just hate his eyebrow. Yeah, not even like, eyebrows, just good, his one eyebrow. <laughs> and that's the thing. I think he's good at what he does. Like I'm giving him props. I just something about his eyebrow. <laughs> I uh, talking key and peel too. I was listening to Keegan-Michael Key on a uh, podcast and they were talking about writing the Key and Peele show and like at the beginning, the writing period and like, uh, I'll send you the clip though, but it's really interesting just because he talks about Jordan's writing style um, from the get-go, even sketches and like how 
the way he writes and they had like this like huge crazy four month writing period before they even had pre-production for the show and like just like how genius of a writer he was obviously before he even went into horror huh i would love to see that wait so who who is it interviewing it was keegan keegan was on i think it was mike berbiglia's podcast okay Oh, it was yeah. okay, dude. I would it love was to Keegan check it out. talking about Jordan. Yeah, I love that. All about that. I Jordan Peele's like my bowfinger, which that was the reference, but I got to sneak Jordan Peele in there. <laughs> remake do Jordan Peele remake. remake yeah. I was gonna say <laughs> that actually be super interesting with Keegan Michael Key as Eddie Murphy's character. I could see it too. Uh, Trying to think if there's anything else. I know. I don't. I did watch 10 Things I Hate About You. Um, Me too, actually. Weird. (laughs) Weird. Tune in next week. Um, (laughs) Started the White Lotus. Do you like that? Great TV series. Yeah. Beating a lot of buzz. It's really good. I didn't even think it would be that good. And it's really good. Is that Steve Zahn, right? I don't know. The main guy? Well, I have never seen it, but the the poster, it looks like Steve Zahn. So I don't know. Oh. Maybe it is. It is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, he's one of the. Yeah. Also underrated. I want to say he's like the main guy, but he he's hilarious in it. He's so good in it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Steve's on. What a name. That's a great name. Great name. Great actor. Love it. I just think of Daddy Daycare because he's so good in that movie. And what's the best actor name out there? You know, like if your name's Steve Zahn, I know it's a pretty good name. You're like a maybe it's not a real name. You might name. have changed it, but yeah, oh for sure. Yeah, that's true. You know, you're not you're not just like guy working the front counter, Steve Zahn. I mean, Nick Cage is pretty good. Nick Cage. Who also, I mean, we brought it up before. He's a Coppola. I know. Bizarre. Steve Zahn. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like that. I think about movie titles too, like I always we should do an episode of like our favorite movie titles or something or like a segment because like I love there's some really good movie titles out there that, like that I Bowfinger pretty good Bowfinger. like I think I think like I'll... Texas Chainsaw Massacre is such a good title for a movie pretty horrible <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> and I think like I think La La Land is one of the most creative titles ever I think there's so many good ones you're a big La La fan La La you know what's funny I've La only La seen Land. that movie like twice. Or once i just think it's like i think i i loved it but i like i'm not a huge emma stone fan so that's what i took away from it was i didn't like it as much as her but then i love the idea of it like i think it's done well i think it's real. this isn't a la la interview we'll have to pick that at some point <laughs> <laughs> we just launched into an hour we're like okay la la land surprise you guys i'm doing a uh i'm doing a uh review a soul review of la la land right now so (laughs) cool is that about it you guys then anything else that's all i got i don't have i'm seeing nick cage his birthday is the day before mine yeah my birthday eve is nick cage day this is great news i'm gonna watch speaking of Speaking of birthdays, birthday. <laughs> speaking of birthdays, it was Paul Inga's birthday a couple weeks ago, and he released a new album. So go check that out. It's called Making Memories. It's pretty dope. Guy's like a fine wine. He is a he literally is a fine wine. That's a that's a <laughs> great way to describe him. Is a fine wine. 
But uh, cool. Well, that's a wrap then. Big. <laughs>